0: 5. Other-Centeredness Marriage makes it possible for a man to overcome his inclination towards self-centeredness. It permits him to change the focus of his existence from lust, gratification, and self-interest to that of the spiritual goal of selflessness. Marriage not only controls the sex drive, for example, it also converts it from a vehicle for the mere acquiring of pleasure to a vehicle for giving to other human beings. The sex drive becomes a means of expressing love to a wife or giving life to a child. Furthermore, marriage forces a person to cease his constant preoccupation with his own advancement and concern himself instead with the needs of his wife and children. As he learns to become concerned with another's interests, man's drives for greed and power are slowly tempered. As a result, his personality is directed away from natural self-centeredness towards other-centeredness. This is the key to spiritual growth. Marriage is, of course, not an immediate ticket to spiritual perfection. We see that most of mankind is afflicted by selfless obsessions, despite their being married. However, marriage puts righteousness within reach. For if one chooses to use marriage properly, marriage can make a reorientation of man's aims possible. On the other hand, without a wife and family, man would have little hope of redeeming himself from his spiritual wasteland. In this light, we can understand why marriage is of primary importance to Jews, perhaps even more than to any other people. True Jewish life is suffused with spiritual values which cannot flourish without marriage. This fact lies behind the sage's comment that, Quote, to make peace between man and wife, God says, Let my name written in sanctity be erased. The sages were referring to the commandment that a sota, a suspected adulteress, drink from a special potion known as the May sota, in order to clear her name and permit her to live with her husband. A sota is a woman who is, has secluded herself with a strange man against her husband's wishes. Because of suspicious circumstances, she is forbidden to her husband until she undergoes a, a unique test. She drinks these uh, special waters, which cause her to die a miserable death Death, if she has co- indeed committed adultery. If she does not die, this proves that she has not sinned and she per- is permitted to live with her husband once again and promised a life full of blessing. The preparation of the sota waters involves erasing God's name, which as a desecration of God's honor is normally a grave sin. But because in this case it can reunite a wife with her husband, it is permitted. Thus marital peace overrides the obligation to treat God's name with respect. Now, The marital piece in question refers to a man who has a wife of questionable morality. She did, after all, seclude herself with a strange man, despite her husband's objections. It is surprising that even this piece would take precedence over the odd name. When we recognize, however, that man has very little potential for achieving his spiritual goals outside of marriage, we can readily understand this remarkable obligation. God revealed his name to mankind so that man can come to recognition of him. What would be the point of preserving a written expression of God's name if man and wife would lose their hope of ever drawing close to the essence which the name represents? This is what would likely befall a couple forced to live apart by the collapse of their marriage. Alone and unable to connect with, to contend with the evil inclination within themselves, they might rightly despair of ever overcoming their natural self-centeredness and the possibility of coming close to God.